What no man's gonna answer that call? What man's gonna step up and attack the moment is necessary? Of centering or discussing in our skies and our eyes. Hello and welcome to episode 6 of What Man. I'm your host Harry, and tonight I'm going to be joined by Pastor D'Artagnan Hayward, Leo Jacobs, and Shannon Wilkerson as we look to recognize National Post-Traumatic Stress Disorder Awareness Month. Before we start tonight, let me just say, if you're currently struggling with PTSD, know you're not alone. We are here and we want to equip you with the tools to move forward. So. Let's get into it. Good evening, brothers. Good evening, all. I'm definitely looking forward to getting into tonight. Shannon, before we jump into that, if you would, please lead us in prayer. Father God, we give your name glory, honor, and praise. Lord, we lift your name on high. Lord, we just give you all glory that's due unto your holy and righteous name. Lord, we thank you for this time that we get together as men to come together to strengthen each other. Lord, we thank you for this time that you have allotted to us so that we can come together, Lord, and be able to impart into others who may have issues, who may have struggles, who may have uh, situations in their life where they don't know which way to turn. Lord, let our voices tonight be the key that they need to unlock doors that may seem shut and let our answers god that are rooted in you be the thing the very thing lord that helped to set somebody free tonight lord we just give your name glory tonight lord we ask that you be in all that we say and do uh lord allow us now to come together with like minds lord and even if we have different minds lord let us be able to expand our thought process let us be able to uh strengthen each other as we listen to each other let us be able to grow lord let us be able to come to a common ground lord and that common ground should all be be rooted in your word. Lord, we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you all honor tonight. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. 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 Well, Amen. first, I think uh, before we jump into it, I would be remiss if I did not offer a heartfelt congratulations to Lieutenant Colonel D'Artagnan J. Hayward as he assumed command of the 309th Military Intelligence Battalion yesterday. That is a major achievement and milestone in one's career. And, and we here all celebrate with you. It was a beautiful change of command ceremony. And God bless you. God bless you, brother, for what you do each and every day for leading uh, men and women of this great nation and, and for putting everything into it to lead and make better soldiers for this country. So thank you very much in that. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Thank you for that, for that warm words of gratitude and appreciation. I'm truly honored and humbled. Uh, and I'm thankful to God. And it's my desire to make sure that I lead according to his wisdom, his strength, and most importantly, with his love uh, to take care of those who he's put in my responsibility to take care of. Thank you. As we're getting into tonight, National Post-Traumatic Stress Disorder Awareness Month is the month of June, more commonly called PTSD. It's a mental health issue that for some, it develops after experiencing or witnessing a life-threatening event. For many who have survived these ordeals, they carry that baggage of that event through anxiety, disturbing memories, nightmares, sleepless nights, extreme guilt, or depression. While many have associated those that have been in combat with PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder affects a great deal more globally than just our veterans. First responders being one demographic, but another profession that is now getting more and more light are those in the medical profession as they combat the COVID-19 pandemic. Many of these professionals are coming across staggering numbers of fatalities and loss, and it has taken its toll, not just on their physical, 
but on their mental. My brothers, as we jump into this, I don't think we can emphasize enough just how major this disorder is and the havoc it can wreak on those who suffer from it as many suffer alone. This episode, I wanna focus on where people can turn for help and how we as the body of Christ can be there to help those in need. The panel, you guys know my story, but for our listeners, I founded 22 Today Ministries to combat the effects of PTSD, depression, and how those often result in suicide. Having had my own struggles and being saved literally at the very last moment, I knew that I was alive for this reason. And at the time, it was estimated 22 veterans a day take their own lives. For every completed suicide, it is estimated that as many as 25 more are attempted. Globally, almost 800,000 people a day die by suicide. To put that into a little bit of perspective, imagine if as you're reading the news tonight, you read that five completely packed 747 jumbo jets went down with zero survivors. Now, imagine you read that headline every day for a year. That is how many people die by suicide globally. And so tonight, we want to highlight one of those major contributors. Not everybody with PTSD is going to attempt or commit suicide, but experts agree this is something that has a major effect toward it. For those listening and for our panel, it's all about how can we be there to help. Dart, I'm going to start with you tonight. For those who are listening, for those who are either struggling or for those who know someone who is struggling, what can they do right now to take the next step toward healing? Because we know there is healing for those who seek it. How can we equip them? How can they equip themselves? Thank you, Harry. I, I believe that the first thing that an individual themselves uh, can do when it comes to post-traumatic stress disorder or post-traumatic stress disease, whichever category uh, we, people like to put that in, is to understand that there's nothing wrong with you. And what I mean by that is, is that to get rid of the fear of thinking that because I'm dealing with something that has uh, altered my thought process or it has made me feel bad or has, or has injured me psychologically or something has caused me an immense amount of stress, uh, causes an emotional reaction within me that I'm tainted to be thrown away or that that it puts you in a state of let me let me keep this all to myself. I don't want I don't want people to look at me differently. So the first thing I believe that an individual needs to do is to understand that there's nothing wrong with you in a sense that many people deal with post-traumatic stress issues. Whether those issues come from a car accident, whether those issues come from witnessing something that you see happen to someone else, it's anything that causes you an emotional reaction that that alters. Uh, your peace, your calm, your comfort has the ability to be re-rattled or, or come up again in your life when you are faced with it again. And you don't know where the initial problem came from. So that's the first thing is to understand, look, there's nothing wrong with you and, and it's nothing you have to hide or be ashamed of. The next thing is, is that to understand that we exercise our bodies when we're out of shape. Um, if, if we have an injury and it requires us to have a surgery, we go to see the doctor about getting something physically fixed on our bodies that requires a surgery. Or if we're overweight, you know, we'll, we'll go on a diet. But when it comes to, or, or in, in spiritually, uh, if we feel off, we'll, we'll pray. 
you know, so we can we can attack things that come from a, a natural perspective to our body and acknowledge things when we're spiritually off and say that the enemy is, is attacking me, so let me pray for my spirit. But when it comes to our soul, which is our mind, we oftentimes don't go to see a doctor about the muscle of our brain, you know, about, about what's going on inside of our heads. So and it's, there's, there's nothing wrong with going to go see somebody about what's going on in your head. It's just, it, it's a muscle, it's a, it's, a, it's a portion of our body which needs to be addressed professionally if need be so we need to get rid of the the stigma of believing that we can't go see somebody or we can't go talk to somebody and that's where i really want to hone in and push this to our panel to discuss it as well about what we can do as an individual is to understand that we need to be able to talk we need to be able to talk and get it out and stop holding it in and, and keeping it to ourselves whatever the traumatic event may be you have to talk you have to get it out don't keep it in so to give you some scriptural reference on that, why, why that's the perspective of what you should do, you know, the Bible tells us in, in, in many scripture within Proverbs that, and I like this from the Holman Christian Standard Bible from Proverbs 11 and 14, that without guidance, people fall. But, but with many counselors, there is deliverance. And that's why I like the Holman Christian Standard Bible transliteration is because it says there is deliverance. You know, New King James will say there's safety or some transliterations will say there's victory. But I like how it says there's deliverance, which means you can be delivered from things with the counsel of many. Now, it's key to make sure you know who your counselors are. So, you know, wise counsel. He who wants to be wise seeks the counsel of wise men, but the companion of fools will suffer much harm, which comes from Proverbs 13 and 20. So it's being able to get it out and knowing who you're talking to you know, a council of wise people to help assist you in getting this victory and this deliverance. So again, like I said, two, two things very briefly, when it comes to something we can do individually, understand that there's nothing wrong with us in the sense that it's, it's, it's not a problem. In this life, you're going to face issues, you're going to face problems, you're going to face traumas, you're going to face many trials, tribulations, adversities, and they could scar you, they could cause damage. So you're not wounded to the point of throwing yourself away. So, so the next thing is, is to make sure you seek the help and talk about it and don't keep it in, but seek the, seek the counsel of wise people, according to the Bible, according to this biblical reference that we have here. And another scripture I'd like to read to you guys really uh, quickly is that, uh, it's, it's Proverbs 15 and 22, where it says, plans fall, or excuse me, plans fail where there is no counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. So we want to make sure that we encourage people. Uh, to talk about what things could have been bothering them, but make sure you talk to people who have a wise reputation. Again, as we said from Proverbs 13 and 20, he who wants to be wise seeks the counsel of wise men, but the companion of fools suffers harm. So we want to make sure that we're doing that, surrounding ourselves with people who have the ability to assist us and help us and counsel us, give us advice to help us get to the point of deliverance. I love that. And that, that's what this podcast is. It's, it's surrounding ourselves with wise counsel. Leo, it's great to have you on with us this evening. I'm gonna turn it over to you. I'd love to get your thoughts on this. You know, um, Cartagena said a lot of great things and, uh, in, and the scripture that he quoted was, in the multitude of counsel, uh, there is safety. But in order for me to get the counsel, there has to be, be a degree of transparency and nakedness. I have to be able to be naked and not ashamed to say, look, Here's what I'm struggling with, and, and largely because the reason why this is so important, and I appreciate, first of all, the panel and this, this particular discussion, because for a long time, the church has demonized 
uh, people who had challenges in this capacity. Uh, and, and so consequently, uh, we have found ourselves covering up some of the things that we were challenged with because we didn't want to be open with it because we would we knew that we would be judged with this regard. But I think a lot of what uh, I know, what D'Artagnan had articulated is so critical, uh, not only to the person, but to the body of Christ and being there for people, but more importantly, understanding that you don't have to go through this by yourself. You, it, it, let's put it this, let's, let's just deal with some scripture. You know, the Bible tells us, he's, and, and whether we go in uh, 1 Corinthians or we go in Philippians 4 and 8, uh, or, or we go in, and let's go to Romans. He says in Romans, he says, uh, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you might prove that which is that good and acceptable will of God. Uh, there has to be a transformation in the mind uh, because some of these traumatic experiences that we go through, uh, there has to be a transformation. First of all, uh, there can be no deliverance without confrontation. I have to, first of all, get to a place where I'm willing to confront what it is that I'm going through. And, uh, and, and so when I confront the matter, then there is help to help me through the matter. And so transformation comes about for the renewing of the mind, when I'm willing to confront matters, I begin to see a thing for what it is. And when I look at that transformation, I get so excited uh, because that, that transformation has to do uh, with a caterpillar turning into a butterfly. It has to do with the tadpole uh, turning into a frog, meaning that the, the original state that the thing was in, you, it, it doesn't look like the end state. So there's this transformation. So consequently, I have to get with wise people and wise counsel to help me navigate myself through the process for change. I love it. I love it. I love that, Leo. I love that. As you were saying that, Leo, you know what it put me in the mindset of? Mm. When Jesus had finished fasting for those 40 days and 40 nights when he was driven into the wilderness. Yes, sir. Um, and, and, and we think about all the things he was going through, the, the Golgotha. Let's, mm -hmm. let's, let's go there. When we go to Golgotha, the Golgotha is the place of the skull. Mm -hmm. And the place of the skull, think about what your skull is. The skull it's is your mind. The enemy wants to attack you in your mind. That's mm -hmm. where the battlefield is. See, the battlefield is in your mind, and that's where the enemy wants to be. He wants to, he wants to get you there. And you're so on it. That transparency of being able to say, you know what? I acknowledge this vulnerability. I acknowledge this, and I want to be transparent about what's going on. I don't want to hide this thing because I don't want to hide this thing that the enemy is using to keep me bound up or to keep mm -hmm. me uh, uh, in harm. Because as you said, there can be no deliverance. I love that, Leo. There can be no deliverance without confrontation. Mm. The enemy's going to fight you tooth and nail in your mind mm -hmm. to keep you bonded. He's going to mm -hmm. fight you to keep you bonded. So, mm -hmm. so you want to be delivered. It's going to cause some confrontation. And that confrontation is, you know what? I submit to be transparent and to be open and to be honest about what's going on. And it's that, see, it's, it's the, the freedom comes with that being open and being honest about what's going on. And when that freedom comes and you're delivered, imagine how many more people can be helped who could be going through the same issues you're going through mentally or mm -hmm. going through in your mind with the enemy. When you do that, see, that's wow. what, if the enemy can keep you bound in your situation from not helping yourself, 
he's also keeping somebody else bound because you're the very person to be utilized to release them. You know, Darpenny, you. You, you, you said a mouthful because what you were saying, in essence, because sometimes we shake our fists at God because uh -huh. of the thing that we're going through and say, God, why me? And mm. then God turns around and said, why not you? Because I'm why using the you? thing that you're going through in order for you to bring about deliverance for someone else. Because right. oftentimes what you're going, you and I go through, it's not about us. And if the I can deliverance get to a place that I understand that it's not about me, but it's about yes. him, and yes. he's going to bring glory to my life to yes. bring honor, bro, that I might help somebody else. Somebody else. See, the deliverance for you, the deliverance for you is the freedom for others. Come on, man. I got I got to jump in here cuz this is this is too much. You guys are you, you're getting all all fired up. And everything you're saying, I can either directly relate to or I've already lived this. And Dart, Leo, Shannon, all of us I think uh, we we've sat down at times and we've talked about a lot of this. Dart, as you were saying, it's it's in your mind. The battle is your mind, right? We we've had many conversations where I told you people like to say war is hell, right? That's that's a phrase, war is hell. And in the response is, war isn't hell. I found some of my best friends in war. I had some yep. of the greatest people in war. War was great. Hell was where my mind was when I came home. When I came home. And so right there, you said it. Because the first thing that I did was separate myself. And often when you ask a brother, hey, how you doing? What's he say? I'm fine. I'm good. I'm, I'm good. All good. All good. Exactly. Every one of us can repeat the mantra. We know it. Why? Because it's weak if I admit that I need help. And that's the stigma that you talked about, D'Artagnan, that we've got to get rid of. We have to remove that so that brothers and sisters out there know it's okay to get help. If I don't get help, I'm just falling into the enemy game plan. You think about it. When we get ambushed, you get ambushed out forward. What do they want to do? Do they want to fight you full strength with your whole unit? No, they I don't want to fight you. No. I isolate like to and separate you. Absolutely. And that's what they're trying to do. That's what's happening. Mm. And we buy into it. I bought into it. So being a Christian doesn't mean you can't mess up here. I was already saved. I was confessing believer. But at the same time, as Leo just said, I was shaking my fist at God because I didn't mm. want to go through some stuff. But you know what you learn? You learn that by going through some stuff, you are the best person to help the next person who's right. going through some stuff. Because by going through something, you now can relate. If I've never been through what you're going through, the most hollow thing I can say is, mm. I hear you. I know, I know what you're going through, brother. No, mm. that's hollow. I might as well mm -hmm. take my stuff and go home because I haven't helped a single thing. But if I know what you're going through, I can sit down there and I can just listen and be like, yeah, I hear you. I know what you're going through. Right. And we're going we're gonna to delve into some of this a little bit more about what we can do for others. What you guys have been saying is so critical, so critical. And I can imagine the doctor that's out there now that's now struggling with this is they've lost patient after patient after patient, and they've never had to deal with something like this. They've always had the answer. Now they're starting to say, no, I'm fine. I just got to get through this. No. You don't just got to get through this. You got to get help and accept that you don't have to do it all on your own. You're not alone. So why go through it alone? But we, send, we tend to want to be alone and kind of push through something because we don't want to get real with ourselves. And the very first thing that we need to do is admit that I got some stuff. I got some baggage and I got to work it out. 
you know, Harry, you bring up a very interesting point because that's one of the one of the deceptions of the enemy in that when we are going through one of the things that I want to do is that I want to isolate myself. That's right. I push myself away from everybody. And once the enemy gets me into isolation, now he can attack my mind. You know, don't nobody care about you. You know, it, it, look, it, it, and you know what? I, I ain't trying to be funny, but you know, God don't even care about you because if God really cared about you, you, you wouldn't be going through what you're going through. Uh -huh. You're the only person that's really going through this. You know that, don't you? And there ain't nobody else. Look at everybody else. They, they, they're being successful. They're going on with their life. And look at you. And, and so many times the enemy would isolate us to, to concentrate us, concentrate on our problems. I, I don't want to go into warfare and things of that nature and how we isolate the enemy and separate them from one another. And then we begin to concentrate you know, so we can identify uh, their vulnerabilities. and That's another show, brother. That's another show, but you, you're definitely getting yeah. on it. Uh, but, but that's where the enemy would have us, where he isolate us so he can identify our weaknesses, exploit yeah. our weaknesses, and then begin to hammer in. And then, you know, we go into this rabbit hole and it's very difficult sometimes to pull people out. That's why you need uh, the fellowship of one another. And that's you need right. the counsel of wise uh, men and women of God. I tell you, and, and in this, in our current day uh, society, what perpetuates this? I, I love what you just said, Leo. Everybody else is doing fine, but look, look, look how bad you are off you are. And social look media look me. pushes that so much. Everybody else got likes, but you. You know how many uh, adolescents are dealing with the fact that nobody likes me, nobody wants me, cyberbullying and things that yeah, nature that yeah. causes PTSD. People committing suicide because they don't have likes on their Facebook page or people not liking their Instagram. And, and I tell you, it, it's a, a, a false image because guess what? Not everybody is that excited and got stuff going on that great every day. No one posts their fat pictures on Facebook. Right, because I'm not, I'm not saying that social media is the enemy. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is that it's a tool being utilized by the enemy, but, but we have the ability to use the tool as well because we're using it right now. It, it, it's, it's, it's something that's pushing an agenda in people's minds. People are seeing that and, and it's entering into their ear gate and their eye gate and it's changing their perspective of themselves. So we gotta let people know, look, we're gonna utilize these tools to, for people to get good perspectives of themselves, good, good images of themselves. You're not Amen. broken. You know, you're, 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 you're not ugly. You're not fat. There is help. We do love you. Right. I am the image of Christ. Greater is he, exactly. that, is in me than he that is in the world. Come uh, on. You know, uh, but, you know, I, I, am the I, I hear all of that, Dr. Tanya, but one of my challenges, mm -hmm. is I hear the social media piece, but I want to bring it back to the church. Oh, and yes. what I mean by that is how have the church failed me uh, because we have marketed salvation that says, hey, when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. The Lord That's Jesus, it. You ain't got nothing else God to do. Raised him from dead. He's a man believeth on the righteous and with his heart and with his mouth and confession is made on the salvation. Hey, midnight turns into day, brother. And then, then what happens, bro, is that I find myself going through. Because, see, what we don't understand, when I do confess him, I'm on the enemy's hit list. Correct. And we have a warrant sworn out for my arrest. And Come he on. began to attack me in areas where I used to serve him. So he began to attack me. So yeah. as a result of me accepting Christ and becoming a part of the body of Christ, I'm under attack. And so I begin to become this great pretender. Ooh. 
saying so. That, 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 that everything is all right. And on the inside, I'm, I'm crying, asking for help. But how do I ask for help? Because how, how can Bishop Leo, how can Minister Leo, how can Elder Leo, how can, De how can Brother Leo ask for help? And then you look at me differently yeah. than you saw me before because I thought that was a strong brother. I thought that was a strong sister. And you telling me that they struggling in such a area like that, how can that be? So how, how, how do I create an atmosphere yeah. for us to be naked and not ashamed to say, bro, I love Christ, but I'm struggling in this area. I tell you, and, and this is this forum right here. This is the forum right here for, for, for men to be, as you said it earlier, transparent. And it's transparent with understanding this. It's understanding this mindset. The mindset of it is, you can't, you can't judge me in the sense of putting me in a heaven or hell. You can hold me accountable, absolutely. That's called you being judicious. I need you to be judicious, but you can't be judgmental. Like, right. you can't put me in. So people have to be transparent enough to say, look, this is the hell I've been through. Woo! This is the hell I'm going Woo! through. And this, is, this may be what's going to happen, but I'm going to hold on to Christ. And if I slip, my brother gonna hold me accountable. And, 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 and when things are going my way, I know where to go to because there's safety with, the, with my brothers and sisters. And I tell you, because you say the enemy wants to get you to the, to the point where people don't understand what you just said. That mm. the moment you become saved, you're on that hit list. The bird tells on, us. Bro, you're on the hit list. Tribulation comes because of the word. Because of the word, tribulation will come. So that's just what's going to happen. It's a byproduct of being saved. The enemy hates you. He hates you. So, so of, of course those things are going to happen. And I know I'm be, we have to be transparent enough to say, you know what? I slipped and this is what happened. Or I didn't slip, but this is what's going on. Because to understand this, certain things are going to happen in your life where you may not have done anything to warrant them happening, but they're allowed to happen because tribulation is tempering you to make you stronger. The word My said God. that you're being tempered and mm. you're being made stronger for what? So you can be stronger piece of oh, iron. Greater, greater, with your greater hope of glory. Yes, yes, Come on, yes. iron sharpening iron. Something you had said, Leo, you were talking about in the church or going into the church. And it's, it's interesting right now, Sunday morning, a lot of us, if we're going to go into the church, we got to wear a mask. But I would probably put forth to you guys, we've been wearing masks on a Sunday morning for much longer than COVID has been around. And, and I think right there, you've hit it. Within the church, we need to be real and we need to know that it's okay to be real, to be transparent, to be vulnerable because that's where healing comes. We need yeah. to go through that uncomfortable spot in order to bring about real change in us. Right. If right. I never go through some discomfort, I'm never gonna grow. It don't, you know what? Yeah. It don't sound good to hear something like, you know, God chasing those whom he loves. <laughs> chasing them don't sound comfortable to me. <laughs> no, that's right. You know, when you said that God chasing those whom love, you know, he says, your ways are not uh, my ways. Are not my as, ways. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways and yours and my thoughts and yours. And, and, and oftentimes when we think of God, we say, God loves me enough that, you know, I won't go through the things that I go through. But do you not know he loved his only son and said, he, I'm a, I love you so much that I want to send you to die. But at the end of the day, there's a difference between image and reality. Come on. The image come that on. we project 
and the at reality that and the reality jesus so, says so that there has to be a point of transparency that i say man look i'm an alcoholic i'm struggling with alcohol because of the depression that i'm going through because of the pain that i'm experiencing and it's sometimes the enemy make you feel like hope is dashed against the stone and and all hope is is lost and you're about to lose your family. You're about to lose your home. Your credit is upside down. You get yeah. bills are, are, are stacked. Are stacked. Uh -huh. and, and, and what am I to do? Uh, who do I call on? Who, 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 who do I look to for help? Uh, who can I be honest with to say, man, I'm, I'm struggling in this area. And, uh, and that's, what, that's what this setting right here is for. It's for us to be able to come together and say, this is who we are. There's no Supermans. There's no big eyes, little U's. The only one that's great is God. Ain't nobody great but God. Amen to that one. Shannon, I'd like to bring you in on this. What, what are your thoughts before we go ahead and transition to the uh, second part of the show? Listen, absolutely everything that you guys have been saying has been on the absolute money. And everything you said, I literally wrote down that you have to realize that you're not by yourself. The enemy will try to isolate you and tell you that you're the only one that feels that way. But the one thing that you have to realize is that you have to keep it moving. Don't allow your current state of mind to become your permanent residence of mind. Don't allow that depression to be a place that you live in. Um, mm -hmm. you can, okay, I, I'm visiting depression. depression we call is that getting off depression. the X. Exactly. Get Hit it and then quit it and get right off that street, get off that avenue, catch the bus call a lift, whatever you have to do in the spirit realm, do that so that you're not stationed in that area. And one of the main things that I want to say, especially about the church, we have to now be uh, repent and be accountable for what we do. Because one of the things that I find that people find themselves in uh, is a place where they are not open enough to share anything because we have breached our confidentiality. We right. are no longer confidential wow. when people come wow. and tell us stuff. And I don't mean if you know that someone's trying to harm themselves or they're doing something that's illegal or something like that. But when I come to you and I let you know, listen, I'm struggling with depression and my depression has spiraled into alcoholism and now I've spent all my money. And then you turn around and that person that you thought you could talk to, that elder, that deacon, that minister, they're now going to go share that with another lay member. And then the lay member comes along and says, oh, the Lord told me to put a couple dollars in your hand. No, the Lord didn't tell you that you were just talking to minister someone so and they told you i didn't have money so we have to be careful in the church now to get that that place where somebody can somebody can come and talk to you you can be a sounding board and you're not going to go run their information to this person to that person the only person you're going to take that info to is god in prayer so that's mm. the one thing that I want to say. You have to find somebody that you know you can go to that is going to take your, whatever you're taking your problem with, whatever problems you're coming, I'm going to take that problem. I'm going to take it to God and I'm not going to go take it to my brothers and sisters so that we're talking about you behind your back. I love that. I love that. Thank you. We're going to transition from the first part of the show, which is what can someone do to help themselves effectively? But Leo, we're going to start this one off with you. People are doing what they can. They're looking for that help. They're using the tools and the advice maybe that we've just gone through in, uh, in the first half. Maybe they're actually with wise counsel as it is. But often, things that we do on our own, it's just not enough. We look to Calvary and what Jesus did for us, and then we can realize all too well that what we do on our own isn't enough for our own peace. So how can we, as leaders in the body, how can we, as the body, how can we help those in the body find peace? 
You know, I, that's a great question. I would like to start to the book of Genesis, go back to the seed plot of the Bible, uh, because when Adam failed, he had fellowship with God. And one of the things God did, he came uh, walking through the garden and says, here, here you have an omnipresent God who is here, there, and everywhere. Lord, if I make my bed in hell, you're there. If I take the wings of the morning, you're there. So God is here, there, and everywhere. And But he asked the question. He says, Adam, where art thou? But then you go into the book, uh, uh, chapter four, uh, you have the situation with Cain and Abel, uh, and Cain kills his brother, and uh, he's, he asks the same question. Where, where is your brother Cain? He says, I, I don't know. And am I my brother's keeper? And I think that's the substratum of the question, is that am I my brother's keeper? Um, the question becomes, we have to, as brothers in Christ, as sisters in Christ, we have to be able to identify the signs that people are going through and be available to them. I am my brother's keeper. Uh, I love you enough to know that if you're going through, I'm going through. The Bible tells us to rejoice with them that rejoice, to mourn with them that mourn. So I have to be sensitive and empathetic and sympathetic enough to know when you're hurting. If you're hurting, I'm hurting. And I need to pick you up in the spirit to be able to succor you at a time that you need help and I need to be there for you. So I have to, number one, I have to be able to identify that fact and I have to be there for you. Uh, there's nothing like, sometimes you don't have to use a lot of eloquent words. You don't have to say a lot. Sometimes it's just you being there. Your presence means a whole lot. Your presence means the most to me at all. When, when my mother passed, I had a best friend of mine. We hadn't talked in a long time, but that's the thing about friendship. I don't have to talk to you every day, but when we do see each other, we're bonded. And so when my mother had passed, uh, he knew I was hurting, uh, but he came and he just, he just touched me on the hand. And just the touch says, hey, look, he didn't say anything, but his touch says, man, I miss you. I'm here for you. I know you're hurting right now. Now, he didn't say all of this, but in his touch and in his presence, it said it all. And sometimes we just have to be there one for another. The best advice I think I ever got going through some, some of the struggles that I went through was somebody sat me down and said, look, first, you got to talk to somebody. You got to get help. You need to find a way to tell them what's going through your mind right now. But then you need to be straight up with them and tell them that the best thing that they can do is just sit down and shut up. Yeah. They don't need to fix you. You're not a project. Just being present is the best thing that they can do. Two things kind of stuck out so much as, as Leo was talking about the importance of uh, something that we as the body can do to help those is understanding that that's what we are. We are the body, and, and, and what comes to mind is like from Ephesians 4, is understanding that every joint supplies. Mm, mm. You know, and, and knowing that every joint supplies. As the body, we talked about what the individual is going to do if they are struggling with PTSD. But as the body, if we see someone struggling or in a situation, we have to be sensitive enough to realize that the head of the body, mm. which is Christ, sends a message through the central nervous system to let us know that it's something wrong in the body and it's our responsibility 
to go to our brother and sister because here's it is because every joint supplies when that brother or sister is off their su- their supply is off which means there's something that they're supposed to be giving to the body that they can't because something has them in a bond so it's our responsibility to help them get unbound and what comes to my mind is like you know i have back problems at times from a herniated disc and the the ligaments or or the the fibers that come out of the the, the bottom of the spine they, they'll they'll tingle and, and and it'll shoot like some tingling pain down my or, or sensation rather down my legs yeah. and it lets my body know that something's off and a, and, and something's compressed that's how and i that's nerve yeah. exactly and that's mm-hmm. what christ is doing as the head letting us know that something's off in the body and it's our responsibility to go and address that. If the body is doing what the body's supposed to do, people wouldn't feel like they're being attacked. They won't feel like you're coming, quote unquote, at them or that you're calling them out, but they know that you're there because ultimately you want to assist them. Because the other thing you said, Leo, it's about fellowship. You know, it's about understanding that we are in this fellowship. And I love how First John says this in First John uh, uh, chapter one, and verses three and four says, he says, "What we have seen and heard, we proclaim to you also, so that you too may have fellowship with us. And indeed, our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son, uh, with His Son Jesus Christ. These things we write so that our joy may be made complete. See, our joy is made complete because of this fellowship, because we're in His mm. body." And the reason I love that is because the word fellowship in the Greek is actually the word koinonia. And this word is, is koinonia. So when sometimes people say, we got to have a relationship. God don't want a relationship with you. Nowhere in the Bible will you find the word relationship. You want koinonia. It's koinonia. And koinonia is fellowship. See, some transliterations have said relationship. But once we have our minds renewed to understand that it's koinonia, and if God wants us to have koinonia with him, and wants us to have koinonia with each other, this word koinonia is also transliterated as communion, which is Mm -hmm. a common union, which Mm -hmm. means a bond that has come together that's not meant to be torn apart. That's what a marriage is supposed to be, koinonia. Mm -hmm. And when we have this koinonia, when I see my brother and sister hurting, I got to go to the rescue. I got to let you know that I got your back. I'm not going to talk about you. I'm not going to put you on blast. I'm not going to be judgmental over you i'll be judicious holding you accountable to the word but in love because all i want is the best for you because the best for you will produce the best for god and the best for you will produce for the body of christ which in turn will help me out too bringing that word of wisdom in love sometimes we got to hold each other accountable just like you're saying being judicious i think that's a that's a great thought there leo let, let me hear a little bit about what you're thinking right now oh man you know there's just like fireworks going off uh, because uh, when he when he mentioned oh the man that I don't mean but bruh mm, when he mentioned koinonia uh, which means fellowship and he started talking about a communion coming together because the Bible tells us in Corinthians he said this do in remembrance of me uh, when you look at that word remembrance it means to remember to to bring the members back together again and and there has to be a mindset that that does that and so uh and so thereby we have kononia uh he started out speaking concerning uh the body fitly joined together an old man that made my afro grow 
uh, because I got so excited because I, I, you know, my mind went back. I don't know if you all have ever experienced it where you get up in the middle of the night and maybe you're walking around the house and you know the configuration of your house, but somehow mama uh, has moved something and, and, you know, the furniture and you hit your toe. And, and it's a delayed pain, you know what I mean? You know it's, the pain is coming and your fingers grab a hold of your foot because the pain is coming. And, and that's how the body of Christ should be. When, when a member of the body is hurting, we should quickly render aid to that, that member of the body. And so uh, that's, that's what Konania is. Kononia is me being able to identify with your proclivity, me being able to identify with your pain and being able to succor you or support you in your time of need. And we have fellowship one with another. I, 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 I remember uh, myself to you. I bond myself to you as my brother. I, I, I'm connected to you. I, I feel your pain. I'm here to, to, to soothe you and, and to, to be a balm in Gilead to, for you and, and to pour oil in ministry. I mean, th this is what my ministry is all about, is to pour oil in ministry into you and to be there for you and to soothe you in your pain. And that's what the body of Christ, that's that whole koinonia and fellowship that we, we I become my brother's keeper. And, and, oh, man, I wrap my arms around you. I wrap my arms around your pain, your disdain. Your, 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 oh, my God, man. That's what it's all about. And I'm going to punt it back over to, to Brother Shannon. Listen, you know, for many who don't know, I am, I've always been in healthcare and I am a current nursing student. So when you guys are talking about this body, immediately I go to the body's systems. So I looked up the immune system and it says this, because when you mm. think about a body, it says the immune system is a complex network of cells and proteins that defends the body against infection. The mm. immune system keeps a record of every germ microbe it has ever defeated. So if it recognizes and destroys the microbe quickly if it enters the body again. Mm. That's what we need to do as the body of Christ. We need to recognize these spirits when they come in so that if they try to come in again and infect or try to ingest itself or try to come in and replicate or invade any of our cells, any, any of our body joints, we know immediately, wait a minute, I got to kick. I recognize this spirit. I recognize this germ. I recognize this thing it's that's trying alien. to invade my it's an alien so we got to seek to destroy it and that's Thank really you. where we need to have is that immune system response in the body of christ if we get that i'm telling you we will be some on fire people so that uh, uh, so that we don't we're not constantly going through this cycle of ptsd we're not going through these cycles of being attacked nope i recognize it and now i'm going i'm seeking to destroy it i tell you brothers y'all y'all doing this thing because think of this first corinthians chapter 12 right so that there may be no division in the body, but mm -hmm. the members, but that the members may have the same care for one another. And if one member suffers, all the members all. suffer with it. We all suffer. And if one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. Ooh. We in this together. So if you got PTSD, brother, I got PTSD. Yeah, exactly. If you struggling, I'm struggling. I'm struggling. See, see. But when we, you rejoice, I got I'm rejoicing. Come on, bro. I wish we could keep this going. I really do. This has been one of the more lively discussions, not just on a, on a Zoom meeting, a podcast, whatever, just one of the more lively discussions I've had in a while. And I can't tell you how much I appreciate just hearing this topic be discussed in this way. I think this will bring 
not just to me, but it brings, it should bring to many of our listeners who are hurting right now should bring some joy to them. And I don't think anybody's going to picture a stub toe in the same manner, nor should we be looking at our immune system in the same manner. So as we move into closing thoughts, Leo, let's go ahead and start it off with you. You know, the scripture tells us in 2 Corinthians 10, and um, I believe it's five, he says, casting down imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. I have, when the thoughts come of, of me being discouraged or whatever, I got, to, I got, to, I have to renew my mind. I got to think on those things which are good. Whatsoever things are good, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are honest. The Bible tells us uh, that we're to think on these things. So I got to, I got to set my affection on the things above, not on the things of the earth. I got to, I got to let this mind be in me, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, but he became obedient unto the death, even the death of the cross. And God has highly exalted him and given him a name that is above every name. I got to get my mind right. So I got to cast down every evil imagination. So in order for me to cast down every evil imagination, I have to, I have to bring every thought under subjection. And I got to analyze those thoughts to the word of God and see if these thoughts line up with the word of God. And if they don't line up with the word of God, then I'm to cast those thoughts down. And, 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 and that's, 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 that's my word right there. Uh, casting down the imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of, of, of God's word. Amen. I'm thinking that, you know, there's therefore now no condemnation to those who are in mm-hmm. Christ Jesus. You know, there's no shame. There's no, no. guilt. There's no condemnation. There's nothing to be ashamed of if you're struggling with PTSD. You know, at the end of every session on TNT, one of the things we always say is you need the body of Christ and the body of Christ needs you. The PTSD issue that you could be struggling with that you think is just affecting you is also affecting me because it's not about you and it's not about me. It's about we. It's about us. And we're in this together. It's affecting us both. So I really want people to be encouraged to Mm. understand that you're not in this thing alone. Seek the help that you need to get. Know that there are brothers on here who are here for you, who are praying for you, interceding for you, and understand what it's like to feel like you've fallen short in some areas, but to know that God has your back in us. For me, I want to start with with a couple scriptures that has helped me, and maybe it will help uh, a few of our listeners as they're going through this. I'm going to start, start first in Psalms 107, uh, 13. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He brought them out of darkness and the shadow of death and burst their bonds apart. Let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love, for his wondrous works to the children of man. For he shatters the doors of bronze and cuts in two the bonds of iron. And then 1 Peter 3.13, who is going to harm you if you are eager to do good? But even if you should suffer for what is right, you are blessed. Do not fear their threats. Do not be frightened. You see, I bring those up because we're going to have struggles. We're going to have some stuff. We're going to get some baggage on this journey that we call life. But the key is, is to recognize that this isn't new. None of these troubles are new. PTSD isn't new. The only thing that's new right now 
is we actually have a term for it. We have a medical diagnosis for it. In Vietnam, soldiers came home and they were shell-shocked. PTSD. We just didn't know anything yet. We were ignorant to what they were going through. We were ignorant to those kind of traumas and, and those traumatic injuries that they might have had to suffer through mentally, physically, emotionally. What else is new is we're finally starting to be open about it, encouraging people to seek support. I encourage any of our listeners right now to reach out and get help because you don't have to do this alone. No one is alone in this. Struggling alone, as we've said earlier in this show, it's what the adversary wants you to do. Believe me, I have been there. I almost lost my life because of it. You do not have to be, quote unquote, strong. In fact, being strong is getting help. Getting help is the admirable thing to do. And if you know someone that's struggling, be willing to pull up alongside them. Just sit there. Let them know that you are there. When you don't say anything, you're telling them, I care, I love you, and I am here when you are ready. I may not understand, but I want to help you as best as I can according to what you need. As Christians, showing love to those in need is what we're called to do. Lifting up the hurting, it's what we're called to do. Embracing others and bringing them in to the arms of the Father is what we all need to do. Love others as he has loved us. There is no greater healing remedy than that. Shannon, I'm going to turn it over to you to, uh, to close and, and close us in prayer. All righty. So I want to just leave this because Curtis couldn't be with us tonight, but I want to leave some a nugget that he left. And I think it's really pertinent for tonight. He said, let's give PTSD a new meaning. So we know it in the worldly realm as post-traumatic stress disorder, but in Christ, we can think of PTSD as peace through scriptural discipline. We're taking a piece of God, P-I-E-C-E, for the peace of God, P-E-A-C-E. So if you get scriptures rooted and grounded in your heart and in your mind, you're taking a piece of God, a P-I-E-C-E of God, and exchanging that for the peace of God. And I think um, when you go to 1 Peter 5, 7, Leo was talking about casting. I'm looking at that in the Amplified Version. It says, casting all your cares, all your anxieties, all your worries, and all your concerns once and for all on him, for he cares about you with deepest affection and watch over you very carefully. We have to understand that we can take all of our burdens to God. We can cast them at the foot of the throne, knowing that God never fails. He understands you're not alone. You're not going crazy. You're, you don't have to take this cross and carry it by yourself, but we'll come along. We'll help you carry it along. You are not by yourself. Know that you can have peace through God's word. So Lord God, we give you praise tonight. We thank you, God, for this time of sharing, God. We thank you for this time where we're able to come together, Lord, to try to combat this enemy, this enemy that tries to run itself rampant in the hearts and the minds of believers, Lord. We know that there are many of us who struggle with PTSD, and it may come in various forms, Lord, and the enemy tries to isolate us and make us feel that we're by ourselves. But Lord, help us to realize that after tonight, after listening to this podcast, help us to realize that we are not alone because first off your word says that I will never leave you and I will never forsake you so Lord we know that even if our brothers and our sisters will forsake us Lord you're always with us Lord and you are stronger than any any kind of attack that the enemy could ever forge against our mind to forge against our spirit Lord so we just thank you for that Lord we're asking you Lord to help us to understand that presence 
of God, presence of Holy Spirit is a present, Lord. That's the gift. Your Holy Spirit is the gift. So we don't have to to, to take on this burden by ourselves, Lord. And, but let the body of Christ, let us come together in unity and in harmony. Let us come together, Lord, so that we can lift up one another, so that we don't have to carry the burdens by ourselves, Lord. Allow us now to be sensitive, Lord, to those who are struggling around us, those who may be in a deep st uh, state, God, a state where they seem as though they, or they feel as though they're unreachable, Lord. Allow us now, God, to be sensitive in the spirit so that we can see when our brothers and sisters are hurting, so that they're not stuck in this place by themselves, Lord. Even in the animal kingdom, when we see animals who are wounded, when we see animals that are sickly, God, oh, Lord, and they're, they're running in a pack. Sometimes those animals won't just leave those animals deserted, but they come together as a community. They come together as a herd in a pack so that that, enemy is, that that animal is not stranded by themselves. So, Lord, we're asking you tonight, Lord God, that we get a pack mentality, a pack mentality in the body of Christ so that we won't leave anyone uncovered so that we won't leave anyone by themselves. So Lord, we're just asking you tonight that you, first of all, give us peace of mind, Lord. Exchange our our turmoil for your peace. Exchange our turmoil for your joy, for your kindness, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, we're asking you right now that you just strengthen the body of Christ. Let us come back to being like that first century church so that we can be a catalyst here in the earth so that we can cause this explosion of your word and your joy in the earth so that others may be saved, Lord, and come to you for salvation. Lord, we just thank you for tonight, Lord. We give your name, glory, and honor, and praise. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Well, there you have it. Episode six in the books. If tonight's episode resonated with you in any way, feel free to reach out to us either through our Facebook page, our website, or on Instagram. Check us out at whatman.22today.org. That's whatman.22today.org. If you'd like to hear more from Pastor Hayward, check him out on D'Artagnan J. Hayward on Facebook. If you find yourself struggling with suicidal ideation or suicidal thoughts, please don't delay. Reach out and get help. 1-800-273-8255 Five, five is the number for the Suicide Prevention Lifeline. You don't have to do this alone. We're all here to help. On behalf of myself and the What Man panel, take care. We love you. God bless.